Hello, and thanks for downloading Hands On, a podcast that accompanies and discusses all the detail, nostalgia, and entirely possible events featuring in the new miniseries created by Peter Stray, Old Habits, The Rise of Hands. Oh, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one thing I actually would like to see, because Beverly Hills Cop featured an excellent Stephen Burkov as a sort of a, a, a smooth villain. Okay. The first Beverly Hills Cop. Um, you know, what, what if, uh, what, what if after, you know, escaping Nakatomi in, in this new diehard universe, um, that I have suggested, what if, uh, what if Hans and crew uh, run into, uh, Axel Foley? Mm. Um, how would that work out? Probably hilariously for both of them, and by hilarious, I mean hilarious for the audience. Yes. Um, uh, you know, they'd shoot to Axel, he'd shoot back. <laughs> too old, too old to do Harold Faltermeyer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I feel like I feel like he'd sort of be be saying, um, "I'm Axel Foley," you know, and he'd like be pretending to be someone and flashing his badge really fast, so he's pretending to be someone he's not. And then Hans would say, "That's not what your badge says." <laughs> Let me see that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It could could work. Could work. You say Americans all alike, and Axel Foley be like, "Not this American, baby." I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I was spitballing, spitballing here, but could work. I mean, I feel like the dynamic, you know, between a wise, wisecracking, um, you know, American and the sort of smooth European has worked twice with Eddie Murphy actually, once with um, uh, Stephen Burkoff in Beverly Hills Cop, and then Charles Dance in The Golden Child. Oh. Um, so uh, I can imagine um, uh, uh, Axel Foley versus Hans Gruber quite kind of quite easily. Yeah, yeah, I could see how that would work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, if it was a movie starring Axel Foley at the end, Hans would be, you know, dead or foiled or something like that. But, you know, obviously you want to continue the adventures in the Hansiverse. So I guess it would just be a close call and then Hans would get away. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How about... Um, weird diehard science <laughs> oh my god <laughs> now there's a film with uh, objectifying women like i think at the end they both end up with two girls and two cars each like uh, uh, one girl and one end, car yeah, each yeah, the two girls that they liked that had previous boy uh, the previous boyfriends one of them robert downey jr actually wasn't it oh really yeah, yeah so he played an 80s douche villain yeah he did he did yes yeah, yeah. and then they yeah they they showed themselves up at a party and and gary and wyatt I think it is. Um, end up being the heroes, and uh, Kelly LeBrock gets them to, you know, come out to themselves and be a bit more confident. And then the two girls fall for them both. Wow! Just like that at a party. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a bit more detail than that. It's a bit more build up. Bit more detail and build up. It doesn't sound like there is in the eighties film. It's probably like two sentences more. But you know, I guess I guess that's all you need in an eighties teen yeah. movie, isn't it? You need about two sentences of like, "Hey, I like your hair. You've got a pretty dress. I've done something heroic." Oh my god, you're yeah. my boyfriend now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty much it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love Weird Science. Great film, that. Die Hard Weird Science. So, Steve, I, I'm actually now. This is me. Our, our roles reversing. I, I think I've barely seen Weird Science, or maybe like you know a bit. Of, so, you uh, tell viewers how um, uh, Weird Die Science Hard, Die Hard Weird Science die would work. Science. No, <clears throat> no, that's that's that that is going to be a tricky one. How how could this work? Because the only bit I'm, th- hmm. 
The only thing I could think of is obviously with their well, with their computer tech that they do, they manage to create um, their perfect woman in in the shape of Kelly LeBrock mm-hmm. in the film. Um, and at one point in the film, in the party, they inadvertently leave the I don't know the two connections or something the magazine that's got a nuclear weapon on the front of it and that ends up coming through the middle of the house at this party they're having so whether whether Hans could harness that power how does the how does a nuclear weapon pop up in a house well <laughs> so so the way they did it before is that they they hooked up um this computer and thing and they had a doll first of all that that was that was, I guess, the image that they wanted to have their perfect woman in. Um, so that kind of, that's what created it. But then whilst they're in the party then upstairs with, because um, Robert, Robert Downey Jr.'s character and the other guy, I can't can't remember, they, they say, look, you know, how do we get involved with this? You know, um, So they try to enhance um, and improve Kelly LeBrock uh, in, in some way. Um, anyway, but the, the two connecting bits are on a magazine that's, um, from I don't know it has a nuclear weapon on the front um, just a magazine about something I think it might even be about because it might be about the sort of the um, like a sort of Russian like yeah. fear of the Russians that, yeah exactly that exactly that yes yeah and it's connected it somehow produces the nuclear weapon and so in the middle of the party then it just comes up through the middle of the lounge and then comes all the way right through the house so wait the the computer somehow because they've created a computer that summons wishes like somehow it summons a nuclear weapon on the front of a magazine uh, it did yes yeah somehow so there's some sort of like computer genie okay see i'm learning because i th- this is this is my version of steve not seeing die hard that i haven't seen weird <laughs> science i i leave it to you listener as to which is the film that it's it's uh it's classier nowadays to have a better knowledge of oh right okay okay <laughs> oh steve's taking that as a low blow <laughs> i don't care it's a good film don't care don't care don't care don't care yeah you're, no? t- you're taking your ball and going home. <laughs> I am, yes. <laughs> I'm taking my I didn't even me. want those jelly babies, yeah. Peter. Yeah, they weren't even jelly babies. I was acting. Yeah. He was. Okay. And, I mean, that just shows you the radio power of Steve Dennis Absolutely. there. Yeah. 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 Wasn't real. Nom, nom, nom. So, um, I, I mean, all I can, th- I think you're absolutely right that Hans would, would probably want to harness the nuclear power of this device. I mean, but here's the thing. If, if this is a device where you have a picture and then it could just turn that into a reality mm. then why wouldn't he just put a picture of lots of bearer bar- bonds in front of that and then it could just save him the trouble of doing this whole christmas heist uh, well yeah yeah i suppose yeah, yeah there's not much of a story however oh. if let's say he just gets hold of kelly lebrock now now don't don't jump to conclusions here i'm not being pervy let's say hans and crew get hold of kelly lebrock um, the one thing that was missing, I thought, and could have been really good in Die Hard, was that that there could have been like at least two or three female members of the team, you know, like um, evil, hardcore um, Eastern European women who were like pretending to be party guests or something, like you know, plants, sort of moles in the building beforehand. Um, so why not? Like, let's say this is pre the Nakatomi heist. He's planning it. Then somehow he happens to come across like a perfect sexy robot that two teenagers have invented. <laughs> Um, but she's programmable. Is that the idea? Um, yeah. Well, I suppose so. Yeah, because technically they create her. Right. So then they kidnap Kelly LeBrock and the boys, and they hold the boys at gunpoint and say, "We want you to like now, sort of, 
recreate this woman to do whatever we want and then they basically get like some sort of like hot female um uh, terminator woman to basically help them do the heist mm, that's an interesting twist on it so so the boys are now captive kelly lebrock is now evil and the Nakatomi heist goes ahead with Kelly LeBrock on the team. I reckon it'd work. So how would that be resolved? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> um, they escape. They uh, reprogram <laughs> Kelly LeBrock. Um, they help out. Bru- they tip. They tip the wink to Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis helps foil Hans, but Hans and Co escape. However, Kelly LeBrock helps them learn about life, yeah. love, and indeed themselves. Yeah. And then they go back and have a Christmas party. At their house, where then they do something heroic, and then those girls fall in love with them. Uh, but now they have the advantage of not just cars and girls, but also mistletoe. Yeah, or it, or it could, or they could go into the, the the Lady in Red film that she was also in, <laughs> which I can't remember what the hell that's about. But I'm sure she's been. A Is it just a film called Lady in Red with the Christopher song? I think it might be, but I. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so what we know about that film is that there's a lady in red. <laughs> Stay tuned. We're going to find out about that next. <laughs> I think we have to. But can I just say something, Steve? Oh, go on. I've never seen you looking so lovely as you do tonight. Oh, yes. I never saw you shine so bright. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Actually, it's the, the light off the top of your head. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Okay, sorry. It's the Patrick Stewart effect. Oh, be honest. <clears throat> Engage. Yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned for another episode where we talk about... <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me. It's sort of about Die Hard and I've still not seen. I don't know. <laughs> Do you know what I think? I think we're going to build up to this: is that we're going to release some episodes, and then we're gonna we're gonna have a second watch. Um, I think because I'm not going to be back for Christmas, I think I think we're gonna we're gonna have to do something where we have a remote watch at approximately the same time, <laughs> and then just sort of pause and then record our thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, I, I will make extensive notes on my next watch, so I'm fully up to speed then. Well, no, what I was thinking is if you like have it open on a laptop or something or you and Kath watch it, but then you have your recording device just in the living room and then you, you take like sort of little pauses like you would if it was on ITV. Uh, right, okay. And then you just record like, well, I'm at the 20 minute mark and here are my, here are my thoughts. <laughs> and then your missus yeah. could even chime in and be like, well, you know, I like, I like this bit. Well, yeah, she might do. She might, well, yeah, she might do. She could at least press record for you, couldn't she? She could, well, she could do that, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Get her involved, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening, Kath, uh, maybe you might be interested in that. I don't know. But um, uh, at, the, at the very least, we could do that. And, and then, you know, depending on the time zones, if we approximately schedule, you know, like evening for you, afternoon for me, and then we're watching it at, at, at the approximate time. <laughs> <laughs> or not if we can't do that at least we can record our thoughts at approximately the same pause point yeah well yeah yeah well i could do that yeah I nice, could, I could probably nice. oh my god you're hearing it live folks well you're not hearing it live but you're hearing it um unpre-planned mm. just an idea that's come off the cuff as we we're recording this is that steve is finally going to watch die hard for the second time and he's going to let us in on his thought process and critical thoughts as that film is happening so like pause at 20 minutes Oh my god, I'd forgotten about this. What about this? I wonder what's going to happen next. Obviously, you sort of know what's going to happen next. But you know, and, and thoughts thoughts on the fly. Yeah. Thoughts on the fly hard. Fly fly hard. <laughs> Steve Hard 2. The return of Steve Dennis. You could, yeah, if you want to. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to call it Die Steve, am I? Oh no, that'd be a bit um So Steve Steve no, actually Steve Hard sounds a bit wrong. 
Once again, it's 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 uh, been my my pleasure to when talk to. Talk about Die Hard too. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's. I suppose we should talk about the sequels at some point. I mean, it was made in eighty nine. It was released in nineteen ninety. <laughs> I remember sort of, was it Ritz video? You know, which then became Blockbuster, down just a few feet away from us in the Uplands. I remember sort of one of the the first. You know, sort of being eleven years old, finally getting a, a, a my parents finally getting a, a VHS in nineteen ninety, wow. after everybody else had got one. At some point, we'll probably talk about Die Hard 2. I'm sure we will. I mean, it's, yeah, it's technically it was released in 1990, but, you know, again, as part of the Die Hard canon, at some point, we are going to talk about Die Hard sequels, but, you know, I think at a certain point, maybe we'll need to, to sort of, you know, not talk about them too much, otherwise it'll kind of get depressing. Yeah. Because um, number five is, is really quite bad. Die Hard 5? Yeah, like uh, a Live Free or Die Hard. Was there? Is there a fifth? <laughs> The God's the fifth one. It's gonna take me, it's gonna take me years to get this around I to see these. I know. Uh, and at this time of recording, you know, obviously Bruce Willis is, is sort of—I uh, don't think he can speak much anymore. So it's it's, it's really it's it's really you know um, uh, sending sending very best EPKAs to him and his family, uh, obviously. And um, you know, it's just an extraordinary time. You know, you uh, you know, Alan Rickman passed obviously way before his time, 2016. Um, Bruce Willis is at a stage where you know he certainly can't appear in films, and and his health is really failing. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, I think a, a, a bunch of people from that film are no longer around. Um, but you know, it's sort of a, a time moves on. Uh, the only thing I can say is just just never remake the original. Just never do it. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Absolutely. No. You see, there's there's a lot of films that they that they. They, they try and redo but yeah no that I'm, I'm with definitely with you on that one you can't remake that i mean i suppose you know the, the best you could do is oh now let's focus on the adventures of lucy mclean or something if you want to get into the canon but but don't don't ever don't ever don't ever go back don't try it no. i mean it, it, actually i'm sort of breaking my own rules because i am going back but sort of as a fan and and uh doing it with voices you know um and again it's not a remake if it's a prequel no, it's no, exactly no. I don't think there's anything wrong with the, with the prequel. Definitely no. It's this, uh... And you know, it's sort of comic. It's like a parody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which is again a reminder of 20, to 20th Century Fox not to sue me. Yes, definitely. Please, please don't. All right. Well, uh, it, it only remains to say it's been an absolute joy to talk once more with Mr. Steve Dennis. Thank you. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll we'll uh, rejoin you when uh, Steve has watched Die Hard for a second time, and and gives us uh, his dulcet tones um, in deep contemplation as to the action masterpiece. <laughs> yeah, look forward to it, everyone. You know it's going to be an absolute belter. <laughs>